Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now let's get to the next game, biggest game of the, the round, a real, just a real rugby league game, you know. Uh, Only also, the Dragons. <laughs> also, don't forget guys, stream live NRL games on Nine now, that's right, you can download the app or you can watch on your browser on your PC. Thursday night coming, we'll have Roosters v Manly, then Friday is an absolute thriller, Penrith v Melbourne, and Sunday is Raiders v Tigers. That is on the Nine now app, download it guys, trust me. If you had to listen to the Gold Coast Titans versus the Cowboys game, listen to a fatty chasing a fly around the room and then killing the fly mid-commentary with Cam Smith. Also, fatty and uh, I think it's Thompson um, spraying Cam Smith, calling him a ref. Just some of the great, just great commentary. Great commentary. So that's all I'm on now, guys. The best in the business. And obviously, they Darren Lockyer down on the sideline. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, so watch it on nine now. Uh, and I think there's only about a minute delay. So, you know, they score a try and there's, an, there's one ad and that's it. There's, and then obviously you've got ads at half time. There's not a bunch of ads uh, pushed through the whole thing. So that's on nine now, guys. Download the app. Let's get into the next game, shall we? Knights defeat the Raiders, 28-6. Really, really big win for the Knights. Um, they hadn't won down there in a long time. Uh, KP was outstanding. I think Hastings has just been really, really solid for them. And ever since he's moved to that other edge to be able to play with Ponga, it's completely changed the Knights. Uh, I actually think that the Knights had the opportunity to win this game by substantially more. But I think they got a little bit greedy in the first half. They went up 14-0 and they started thinking, oh, shit, we're on here. Let's just back some points. Then they started like dropping the ball, a few errors here and there. Whereas I feel that with a bit of more experience under the belt, in getting in those positions, because I haven't been in those positions long. Because as a half or as a leader of a team, you've got to know when to pull the reins back a little bit sometimes and go, we're 14-0 up, guys. We don't need to score points right now. What we need to do is build pressure. And who is literally the best at that? Penrith Panthers. They are so good at going, okay, we're 12-0 up. We don't need to score 30 points in the first half. Let's pull the reins up, get through our sets, build pressure. And so with the Knights, I actually think they could have won by, you know, 
40, honestly, as in 40 to 6, if they had have made that right decision on understanding when momentum needed to just pull back a little bit. But that's being hypercritical. Outside of that, Knights are outstanding and they genuinely might make the eight. They genuinely might make the eight. And I think that, look, unless they just go loss, loss, loss for the rest of the season, even if they go win, loss, win, loss, I think this is a successful season for the Knights and I think they should be pretty proud of themselves of the way they've pulled it together. I think they're a really good chance to make the eight. Mm. I, 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 I kind of think they will. Mm. I, I think I'm very worried about the Sharkies falling out of that eight. So I, I reckon Newcastle are a very good chance and we'll talk about it soon, obviously, but I think the Raiders are also a threat to fall out there. I, I've been thinking it for a few weeks now, and Maddie can attest to this. I've been a bit, a bit concerned for the Raiders. Um, I just worried as you get to the back end of the year, you've had so many grindy games. Do they have the energy to, to see the year out? What do you think of the game, Timmy? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Kempi that the, the Knights could have won by far more. You're right, they could have, but at the same time, it also reeked of a game to me where they had the comfortable lead at half time, and I was sort of sitting there going, "Look, the Raiders don't deserve." To, to bounce back in this game or, or they didn't look like they were going to what they'd shown but it's also a sunny Sunday afternoon the Raiders chasing points they can look pretty dangerous when they, they're coming from behind and have to throw the ball in a bit the Knights who you know love giving away a bit of a lead you just I just felt like the game was going to get tired and that we'd run in a few tries that said and it didn't mm. the Knights closed the game out really well they didn't let us back into it at all and were just far better than us there, there was a moment there <coughs> late on in the game where we were attacking their line, throwing everything at them. Granted, it wasn't a heap, but big red Corey Horsbrough was caught short. It was only with, with a couple of minutes to go. Tyson Gamble made an unreal tackle on Hudson Young mm. on his own line. Game was dead and buried, and they just put up this steel wall, mm. which was such a good sign for the Newcastle. It's tough for me to watch, tough for Rage fans to watch, but from a Newcastle perspective, it's something that we haven't seen in, in uh, many of years for them. But most importantly, we're seeing it in back-to-back-to-back weeks because... Yeah. We've seen glimpses of them at times in one-off games, but they never string it together. Well, that's four weeks on the trot now where they've played exceptional footy. Yeah. And, yeah, why can't they make the eight? And the perfect world, uh, perfect word for it is steely. And I know I know it's Steel City, but, you know, they'll be ahead the games won. They did the same thing with the Melbourne Storm last week where they were making try-saving tackles in the last seconds of the game um, or at least the last minutes and the game's over. And that's why, you know, although I think Tyson Gamble... Now, he may continue to develop. Look, he, he's been really good for him. He may continue to develop into an even better 5'8", but that's why you've got to have a guy like Tyson Gamble on the side because he fucking just rips and tears. Yeah, okay, if, you, if you're playing the Knights, you hate him because he's in your ear, he's chirping all the time. If you're playing with him, though, it's try savers like that at the end of the game. That's what you want to build your culture around. So if let's say you do bring in a six from another club because... As I said, like I think skill set wise, he's still got a little bit to go to be a, a genuine threat of a top tier six. You still keep him in the side somewhere because he just brings that energy. He's slowly starting to show. I know. More more. There's moments where he does things where I go, I didn't think he had that in him. Like some of the the, the play to KP out the back yep. where he just like you know no. Look, I have to. I'm just gonna have to be honest. The the Raiders ball players, Tyson Gamble was better at squaring up the defense than they were. And you would have Tyson Gamble way beneath them in regards to ball players. I said the exact same thing the week prior against the Warriors where we our, our ball movement was non-existent. We mm. were so sluggish going wide and the Knights put on a show against us. Yeah. Like every time they went wide, they were like carving us up. Our defence was so passive. The whole time we were just retreating, retreating, retreating. The Knights just going, thank you. Like yeah. we've got stars everywhere who cut you, cut you to pieces. 
I think as well just with Newcastle, they have just found a perfect balance between Gamble, Hastings and KP. Mm. Like they're just I, – I think it's fair to say like it's still Hastings' team and he guides them around. But Tyson's chiming in, KP, and I, I never feel like they're overplaying their hand anymore. Yeah. Whereas earlier in the season, I, I thought it was quite chaotic and it took them a lot of time to get there. But I just think right now, between those three, they've just found a perfect well, balance. Remember last season we were talking about spring to mind that the lack of games their spine had together mm. because Braley was injured, KP missed some games, <coughs> whoever else was there, they just kept missing games. So they came into this season with, again, a very new-look spine and then they lost Jaden Braley early. Well, we're seeing the result of yeah. repetitive games mm. of this same spine and the result, and they're, they're humming in attack, mm. aren't they? I think the key moment was moving Hastings to that left side. Yep. I think that has changed everything for them because by moving him to the left side, you're basically saying... He is the dominant guy. Get him the ball because obviously he needs to get it to KP. Whereas if you put him out on the right, he doesn't have as much to work with. And so you've got Tyson and, and KP working together where you need Hastings to be the guy. And that's why I actually think it's great to have Tyson on the right because he actually does. He, sometimes he does stuff where I'm like, bro, what are you thinking? But then sometimes you're right. He's like, he's really good at squaring defense up. Like getting really like square and it's, a lot of it's a no look pass and it's so far behind and that it gives kp enough time to be able to get the ball out out wide um I, I just think that you know maybe kp has enough flair to make up for the what gamble doesn't have at the moment and 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 what what gamble brings is great strong defender fucking heaps of mongrel and uh, great club culture so as i said like it was only last week where i'm like i don't know if gamble's the guy going forward but at the same time, if you can balance your salary cap and keep a guy like him at six, like why not? Yeah, and I, I think as well, just just watching the way that Hastings leads this side around, it's something that I've feared for a long time, that guys like him that might not be the quickest, the fastest, have all the highlights, they can fall out of our game. Like I think his brother is a cracking example as well of a guy that's just underappreciated for so long. Like I, I got to have a beer with his brother the other day and just spoke to him for 15 minutes and just his IQ... Mm is just on another level. And Jackson's exactly the same. But you look through, you know, junior reps and all, all these kids coming through, and it's those guys that get left behind nowadays. But I think you can just see over the last few years, whether it be Chad, whether it be Hastings, whether it be this new Sean Johnson that we've come to know recently, between the years just matters so much, having that well, experience. You just have to ask yourself as a Newey fan, imagine where you'd be if Hastings didn't come to your club. Imagine where the Tigers be right now. If yeah. they oh, him. That forward pack with Hastings leading them around. He's not, he's not going to be – I mean, he's not even going to be Sean Johnson. But i tell you what he's going to do. He's going to get you to peri uh, places on the field. He's going to get your field position. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to give Kalen Ponga space because that's all you need. You don't need to do anything magical. You just need to give KP space. Something's going to happen. I think Hastings has been outstanding. I think Gamble has been really, really good. He's coming into his own. Um, Kalen Ponga, I am just so happy that we're seeing a guy step into – is this was his future this is what everyone hoped that he would become you know many years ago he came in as this crazy superstar with this incredible footwork <clears throat> and then he, you know we've a lot of people forget in his first year if he doesn't do his hamstring he wins the dally m he wins the dally m yeah. that's how good this kid was and he is and then he's just been super unlucky we've seen what he's done in origin and i'm just so happy that he's made a very very tough call of saying i'm not going to play for queensland I could have easily been there in that third game, lifting the shield with them. I'm going to focus on the Newcastle Knights. And I think it's probably 
the most mature decision he's made in his entire career. And I think it shows the Newey fans that this guy does care about the club. Yes, he, he can be eccentric and a, you know, he's, not, he's a new generation style footy player, but he cares about the Newey Knights and he cares about winning. Speaking of uh, big decisions that have been made, how do you reckon Dominic Young's feeling right now? Oh, mate. <laughs> how, down good to the how good he's is he? How good is he? He's played 18 games this year and scored 20 tries. And he should have got two on the weekend just by a millimetre was out. Yep. That, the KP Origin call could potentially put the Knights in finals footy. Crazy. It could change the, it could keep Adam O'Brien in mm. the gig. It could keep a bunch of players in that roster yep. a gig. That's how important that call was. I tell you what. Geez, I'd love to see just Caelan Palmer in finals footy. Oh, oh. mate. Mate, they're, just, they're doing so well. I, I cannot express enough how impressive this Knights and just they are truly showing what we used to see the Knights as, as this gritty, working-class town. They just they keep turning up for footy matches. doesn't matter how bad they're going. They're starting to repay their fans and go, we, we believe and we are playing, you know, and you look at the Cowboys, and I know they obviously lost on the weekend, but that's what Todd Payton tried to do when he got there. He said he wants to play of what the area is about. And I think we're starting to see that with the Knights. They're playing what Steel City represents. Not only do they have like a great run home, Dolphins, Bulldogs, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Dragons, three of them on the trot, 24 to 26, are all at home. And they've actually won a lot of their games at home as well. Um, not a lot of their games, but I think they've got a better home record. And, and I way. think every one of them... Uh, and then the Dolphins run this weekend, which is, I think, meant to be a Dolphins home game is in Perth. Mm. I think they're all Sunday afternoon games at like two or four o'clock, Oof. the ones at home, which... KP o'clock. KP o'clock. They, yeah. like, they're a dry track, fast footy side, using the ball. They're, I wanted nothing more going into that game on the weekend for it to start pissing down rain or be a night game, just turn into a slog through the middle. Not saying the Knights couldn't win in that yeah. model, but it would have favoured the Rays a hell of a lot more. But yeah. as soon as you got that just dry track on a beautiful day in the capital... I was like, oh dear. <laughs> and you have a look like at the Knights over the last few weeks, since round round 15, they've lost three, they've won four. They've obviously won four games in a row now. The three games they lost, they lost to the Roosters, to be fair, 18-16, but they lost to the Panthers by eight points and the Broncos by four points. Yeah, and that Broncos yeah, game was shit. there. What do you got there, Matty? Round 24, Knights, Bulldogs, Sunday Arvo. Round 25, Knights, Rabbitohs, Sunday Arvo. Round 26, Knights, Sharks, Sunday Arvo, all at Newcastle. <laughs> Imagine if they made the eight. Far out, that's good coaching. That's what I love as well. I, I want to go to the South game, obviously, so I went to buy tickets yesterday. I think about 80% of them already sold out. The game's three yeah. weeks away. I'm going to go up for one as well, and I was thinking the same weekend. Sweet, let's go together. Let's do it. Sweet. You can drive. <laughs> I'll get on the piss. Shocking <laughs> weekend to be Newcastle. <laughs> you in? Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that Knights fans should be so proud of the boys because they have had so much shit not go their way this year. And I, and I know I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Their star player on $1.4 million was sitting in a doctor's office asking the question, will I even play again this year? Will I ever play again? Should I play again? Now he's leading them potentially into the top eight in arguably the closest year we've ever seen since the NRL started. This is not like some year where we've got three teams that are really good and everyone else is shit. We've got... Teams like the Eels sitting in 11th and there's one point that separates like two points that separate six or seven sides. It is truly um, such an impressive uh, feat by the Knights. Dan Gagai was outstanding. I just love the fact that, you know, he's what, 31, 32, maybe even 33, but let's say 32. He's done everything in the game. He's got 
in regards to you know his origin one, he's played for Australia, and yet he's still ripping and tearing, like just giving everything to his jersey. He's a guy, especially for us, like in the um, in the Supercoach world, that you know no one has him in Supercoach, but you go look at his stats for the season, and they're almost the best out of all the centers that have played this season, and he's just gone about his work. Quietly. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. Didn't sook, didn't make origin. Like We're talking about mm. origin, gay guy. Uh, like one of the most feared people from New South Wales perspective. And he hasn't dropped his lip, hasn't kicked stones, kicked rocks. He's just gone about his business. I'm such an admirer of Dan guy. Just go back to, to Ponga. And I know we've harped on about this in the past, but I want to just reiterate this. So the last game where the Knights have had a really bad loss was in round 12 against the Sharks. Ponga was six. He went to the fullback. He went to fullback the next week. They beat Manly. Then the, the week after that, they just lost to Brisbane. They could have won. The week after that, they lost by two to the Roosters. The week after that, they went good. Like they lost to Penrith, but still it was pretty good. Since then, they've gone win, 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 win. Since he's gone to fullback. So ever since he's gone to fullback, they've essentially been fighting with the best teams in the comp and yep. beating most teams. So good. So, so good. And I, I also think, and you know, there's two ways to look at it, but I think just credit to Adam O'Brien. He got it wrong and he said, I fucked up. Mm. Got to make changes and I've got to go with this avenue. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of coaches that would have been really stubborn with this, mm. tried to make it work. Maybe it took him longer than it should have, fair enough. But I think it does take a lot to just admit when you're wrong. Mm. I think it. I think also, and even though I, I think the call was wrong, everyone knows that. I said it from the get-go, he's a fullback. I do think, though, it was a first year with Hastings at the club. Mm. And I think that Hastings... They were probably unsure of, like, can Hastings put KP... Will he get KP the ball when he wants it? Because clearly that's the reason they put him at six, because he wasn't getting the ball when he wanted it. Because otherwise, why the hell would you put him at six? He can do everything the same at fullback. So I reckon that they... Now they're looking at it going, at least we know for sure Hastings gets him the ball when he wants it, every time he wants it. And that is... That's in defence of the decision of... They were coming into this year so used to halves that just struggled to get KP the ball when he wanted it. Yeah. Um... Still wrong call. Actually. Oh, I think as well. We were like uh, we had um, Jamie Souden here the other day, and he was talking about how when he f- when when Mark Gasnier was at the Dragons, and it would always just be get the ball to Gasnier, get the ball to him early. And Souden sort of went, you know, as I matured, I made the decision when Gasnier got the ball, and he got it at the right times, not every time. And I think Hastings is doing that really well with KP. And sometimes it frustrates me because I just think every time get the ball to KP, get the ball to KP. But I think Jackson is really picking the the right moments for KP to get the ball, which I think has made a huge difference. Yep. Uh, Greg Marju, great again. Dominic Young, great again. I mean, their their back five is as good as any back five in the comp. Genuinely. I, I, I genuinely believe that. And when you have a look at this side, you look at it on paper, the starting side at least, when both Saifidis there, you go, where's the weak spot? Yeah, Hooker maybe, but Mental. Phoenix is going good. He's getting he's better each job. week. That's all he has to do. He was great last week. He's getting better each week. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's been outstanding. I know he's leaving, but he's been really good. Probably career best form, to be honest. Uh, Leo Thompson is, is really warming into that front row role. Um, Heatherington's getting through his work, not getting like you know sent for ten or whatever. So yeah, really great stuff. Now onto the Raiders. Uh, Raiders, uh, yeah, really concerned. Um, the one thing that I really noticed, and I've already kind of mentioned it, but just how lateral the ball ball players were, like running across field, not digging into the line. Like if you go back and watch a lot of their attacking play, they're passing the ball like sometimes two meters before the line, and you're just never going to get a defense biting on anything. Uh, unless you go into the line, and I, and it sounds a bit stupid because like I'm not a half, I couldn't square players up. I'm a bloody winger, but just from the theory level of like knowing, and and the, these boys would know it too. Like Jackie Boy and um, Fogarty, they would know that what the right thing to do is. But I just think execution wise, they just 
it's almost like they have told themselves we're just a forward pack team mm. and so let's just win it that way but then I feel like when Fogarty started playing some really good footy, he was digging into the line. So I'm surprised that they came out this weekend and just their attack just looked like really unthreatening, to be honest. Yeah, look, they averaged the, the 12th most points per game uh, of any team, which has dropped off significantly the last two weeks. I mean, we put 20 on the Warriors, but uh, we spoke about it last week. We were pretty fortunate points-wise. It's like in, five, uh, in the last five minutes or something, the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it was the try and the buzzer. There was a Rapana freak aerial effort, and then the Hudson Young intercept, or like, scooped up a loose ball and ran the field. But I, I don't know. I even think that flatters it. May, us, maybe it's a little bit harsh, but you, you touched on it, Kempe. We're just, we're just so slow. And, like a ball moving out there. We're so slow. We're so deep. And it doesn't look like improving. I, I think we need to change up our attacking structure a little bit. Look, broken record, but as you said, we look like we're a team who was so intent on just being this forward dominant side and we'll score points off the back of that. That's fine. That's where a lot of our strike is. But you have to offload the ball and create second phase play and have Seb, Chris and Jordy Rapana roaming around off the back of this Jack Whiten as well if you want to do that. Mm. It's all good and well having a good pack, but we're not really doing anything with it. Mm. And even the back line, I just think there needs to be a restructure in, in the attack. I would be looking to play a lot flatter, a lot faster. I think we're set in this way of just block runners, block runners, and the ball movement isn't good enough to do it. From number nine through to the halves, it's just not there. So... Like, you look at DCE, I'm watching him each and every week, and his passing game is just pinpoint fast every time. Mm. He hits the advantage, like, extremely flat. I, I think we need to change up our shape out wide. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think they should play front foot footy and yeah. use your big fours on the edge. Yeah. Hit short and then go again. Because I just don't know whether you guys have – it just doesn't seem like it suits you to be the Rabbitohs it or doesn't. the Sharkies. It doesn't. Like you said, we're not, our halves aren't really digging into the line. It's just like we're going through the motions. Mm. We're not stripping numbers. We very rarely strip sides of numbers over the last couple of months anyway. Mm. So I'm with you. Get on the front foot, which we do more often than not because our forward pack's unreal, and just play flatter, faster footy. Yep. Instead of going out the back, you know, throw face balls mm. when we've got them retreating. Just, just change it up a little bit. Because and, put, and put it in the wide-running forwards' minds – Boys, you aren't there to score. Like, if you go through, mad, mm. but you aren't there to score a try, you're down to get your hands and knees. Because I do think that, like, Hutto Young, he does fight for everything, which is mad. Like, he's scored so many match winners. But if you just say to him, mate, every now and then, don't even think about fighting and tackle breaks and offloads. Just get straight on your front, get up, quick play the ball, and we go again. And that's just your number one and, job. And I think, like, yeah, when you're running these block, block runners and your halves are sweeping out and your fullback's sweeping out the back... They're reserved for the sort of quicker plays in the game, the, you know, the better passes in the game. I don't think that they're the attributes that make Jack White a great player. Jack White is a great ball runner. He's strong. He's physical. I think that flat, fast stuff, when you do have a defensive line just slightly on the back foot, good luck stopping Jack one on one. He'll oh, go through you every time. So every time. I don't think the style they're playing suits anyone and Jack White being our main strike weapon, him in particular. Well, I mean, Timoko. Hit him on short lines or just... just Baseball to him. Just baseball, run hard and straight. Yeah. He's going to get a quick play of the ball. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you, late in that game, they moved uh, Rappina to fullback, sent mm. Chris out to the wing. Do you think that was just ch chasing points or do you think we could see a bit of a change there? I don't think so, and I think Seb Chris has done enough to hold that. So I like Jordan Rapana on the wing as well. Mm. I just... I would like to see him... And look, he's getting on a little bit uh, rapper, but... He's not really showing his age too much. 
again, I would just be getting in and playing, looking for support play off the mm. back of offloading through the pack, which he's done his entire career. Yeah. Just be, because Seb Chris isn't your support play needs to improve yeah. from him. Mm. He's rounded himself so well this season and he's been one of the great success stories for the Raiders this year, but the way our side's structured, we just need support through the middle for these big boys. Yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a bit concerned with the Raiders. I'm worried that they might drop out. Uh, just because it's such a competitive year. Oh, I'm not putting a line through them yet in regards to making the eight. I personally don't think they can win the comp this year. Um, but I, I am worried. The two teams that I'm worried about dropping the eight are the Sharkies and the Raiders. Mm. Everyone else in the eight right now, you know, I'm not 100% confident, but I'd be shocked if they kind of fell out. Because um, at the moment, you're looking at the eight and you're going... Well, you got the Rabbitohs and the Cows who are in 6th and 8th. They've both got a buy to come as yeah, well. Yeah, and I just so. think that, look, I'd be surprised if the Rabbitohs and Cows drop out. Yeah. Um, Sharkies and Raiders, though. Uh, look, Raiders are in a bit better position. They've got to really, really struggle at the end of the year to drop out. They're at 28 points. Uh, so they would have to basically, they would need... Oh, well, that, that, that draw makes it really weird with the Knights. So if the Knights win two games and the Raiders drop two games... Then they can go ahead. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So That's why that game on the weekend was so important between yeah. the Raiders and the Knights. That's yeah. I'm more probably more concerned about the Sharkies right now because they're sitting on 26 points, so it's just yeah. one win, basically, that they, they need to drop. Raiders, although I'm concerned... If they just find a way to string, you know, what do you reckon? Three wins out of the last, what, five games? Even two, two might even two, do yeah, it. Yeah, two might do it. Two will get you to 32 <laughs> competition points. So Surely you're surely. getting in with 30, 32 so that, points. That means that the Knights would have to win four games, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So Raiders will probably hang in there. Probably. Maybe. What do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think touch and go. Yeah. It was, it, like the four, I don't really care where we are on the ladder. Form's the issue for me, and I just don't think we're looking that good at the moment. You know, the silver line is I still think our forward pack are doing a job and looking good enough. I just think there needs to be some changes made in our attacking structures more than anything. Like, talk about them being a forward-centric side. We had five offloads on the weekend, mm. and two of those came from uh, backs. Mm. Like, So our forward pack combined had three offloads. Yeah, wow. I've got to say, like, even though I think the Tigers upset... I mean, if you want to play one team this week to get a win on the board, and then if you only need two two more wins for the rest of the season, that's one. Surely you can jag another one and stay in the fucking eight. Surely. You'd think so. Could you imagine if they, the Broncos, fell out last year and the Raiders took their spot, and then this year the Raiders fell out? Can you imagine if I gave you a black eye? <laughs> you won't have to for long. I just said, could you imagine, mate? I didn't say it was going to happen. <laughs> I saw your head ticking over, getting excited as you like, redemption. <laughs> um, With Hammy on the show now, that'd be ideal, actually. Tiger's upset over If we get done this that. week and Hammy's on, I'm not showing up. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 